After the preaching, we will sing together Psalter 350, all the stanza, 350. Dear congregation, children, and young people, highlights in life, highlights, you know, those, those special moments, those great events in your life that are so meaningful and, and something so to thank the Lord for? I wonder, would installation services be one of the highlights for you? And for me, in your life? With asking this question, I'm not now thinking of the brothers about to be installed in office. Yes, I am actually thinking of them. It's a highlight for you to be installed, as we will think about also. But the question is not just for them. It's for all of us. Do you view worship services where brothers are installed into the special office in Christ church as very special events in your life and in mine. We surely should. We surely should. And the sermon this afternoon, I hope, will help make us see this, how thankful to God we ought to be for faithful office bearers in the congregation of the Lord and how respectful towards them and submissive to their godly counsel we are called to be. Also this afternoon's installation service proves how God is not unmindful of you. The Lord is yet visiting with you. The Lord is yet caring for you. I mentioned in the consistory that Jesus made five resurrection appearances. I mentioned it already to you too. The first Easter Sunday. He's visiting with you this Easter Sunday, this evening. Also, not only through the preached word, but through the installation of new office bearers. You can say, congregation, the Lord is truly reaching out His hand of goodwill and tender care to you with the installation of more office bearers called to serve this church in Christ's name, in accordance with Christ's word, and after His manner. Well, our text for this service is found in that passage we read from Hebrews 13, verse 17. Here we read, Obey them that have the rule over you, and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls, as they that must give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. Well, this is a thankful, instructive word in regards to office bearers in Christ church. That's our theme now, and I will develop it along the lines of our text, noticing with you in particular four very important truths in connection with office bearers in church. Four important truths. And the first point to realize and respect with thanksgiving is the sacred place of office bearers. The sacred place of office bearers. From the beginning, with the gathering of Israel and Old Testament worship, God worked through the special offices, especially we read the Lord appointing thus and anointing prophets, priests, and kings in the Old Testament time and speaking and guiding his people through them. And now in the New Testament time, the Lord, when he established his church, 
He works through the sacred offices he has instituted in this New Testament age, that of the teaching elder and the ruling elder and the deacon in his church. While these three offices may overlap, we can say still overall that the ruling elder in the New Testament church represents especially the kingly office of Christ, the risen, ascended Savior. And the deacon represents especially the priestly office of Christ, the risen, ascended Savior. And the pastor, the prophetic office in the Christian church, in Jesus' name. The Lord Jesus, you know, he's the chief prophet, and he's the great high priest and the glorious king of his church. And he is pleased now to work in his church as risen Savior and ascended in heaven. He's pleased to work in his church with his office bearers, through his office bearers, in the ministry of the word. So also Paul in 1 Timothy 3, having spoken of elders and deacons in the church, he says in verse 15, These things I write that you may know how you ought to believe and to behave or conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. Now to bring out to you here this sacred place and position of office bearers in the church. We should notice the special mention of, of office bearers here in our text in this last chapter of Hebrews. You know, when you study that book, it's a book about Christians in the early church struggling in the faith, and going through a time of much testing and severe persecution even. And in this context, why would office bearers have to be mentioned at all? Why? Well, because office bearers are essential to the makeup of the congregation and the well-being of any church. God ordained it that way from the beginning. He works his ministry through the offices, the special offices. You see, God is a God of authority and a God of almighty supreme rule. And he, through Christ, as the great office bearer in his church, will function with authority and in good order in his church, also through the instituted different offices in his church for the leadership of his people and for the careful, loving shepherding of his flock in his name. You know, as free Reformed churches, together with other Christian churches, we believe strongly on the basis of God's Word that, that really you can't have an instituted church without elected, called, installed Christian office bearers. We have in our church order book that you can't have an instituted church except there be at least two elders and one deacon installed in office to guide, to shepherd the congregation in Jesus' name. And when such leaders are not yet there, then, then you can't have another instituted church. You can have a, a Christian gathering, meeting for worship. You can have a mission station under the mother church. You've had all that with Pitcher Butte. But when you have men for office, then you can have an instituted church. Well, putting this in focus now, think of what our text is saying in Hebrews 13. Here in the context of a scattered and persecuted church where there was much struggle of staying focused on the Lord Jesus and his ministry, 
the sacred role of office bearers is maintained and even underscored. I think it would be good here for me to read again in this connection Article 30 of the Belgian Confession. I had us read it beforehand so it would be a little bit familiar to you. But we say there, as we read, we believe that this true church, the true church of the Lord, must be governed by the spiritual policy which our Lord has taught us in His Word. Namely, that there must be ministers or pastors to preach the Word of God and to administer the sacraments. Also elders and deacons who together with the pastors form the council of the church. That by these means, the true religion may be preserved and the true doctrine everywhere propagated or spread. Likewise, transgressors punished and restrained by spiritual means, also that the poor be and distressed may be relieved and comforted according to their necessities. By these means, everything will be carried on in the church with good order and decency when faithful men are chosen according to the rule prescribed by Paul in his epistle to Timothy. You see, it's good to be reminded of this congregation. It is certainly good for us to hear this, also this service, the sacred place and position of office bearers in Christ's church. And the reason why it's emphasized even this evening is because increasingly this detail about the Christian church is being neglected and even discarded in our days. But God will lead and guide His church in an official way through the special offices and we should not be wiser than God or think it is not so necessary in our day nor that such a system just, we say, just doesn't fit in our culture today. No, no. Listen, congregation, without duly called, spirit-filled, installed leaders shepherding the congregation as God intended and apart from a submissive congregation following well, as God intended, then you get a spirit of chaos and disunity in the church. And you open the doors to all kinds of spiritual problems and falling away in doctrine and Christian living. So I say, beloved, let's be so thankful for today, this afternoon's installation service for new office bearers called by God and His church to serve here in the congregation in Jesus' name. Yes, in the resurrected Savior's name. Really, we should see God's hand in this blessing. The service this afternoon tells us truly the Lord Jesus still will guide you and bless you. And in this place, He's still out to have you be shepherded in His ways and to be continually fed and guided in the gospel of Jesus Christ. In giving you office bearers, he's letting you know he's still out to serve you and to have you feel his tender care and keeping in the struggles and troubles of life. If we see it rightly, congregation, considering the sacred place and position of appointed office bearers in this church, this this service this evening can be seen and should be seen as a highlight Indeed, for us, for you as Christian church, individually, and for you as congregation, all together. The Lord is not forsaking you. Blessed be His name. Indeed, to see this more, what a highlight this is, let's move to our next lesson. To be learned from our text. And that is, notice from the text next, the serious shepherding role of office bearers in the church. The serious shepherding role of office bearers in the church. I'll quote the text here again. Obey them that have the rule over you 
and submit yourselves. For they watch for your souls as they that must give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. Do you hear the serious shepherding role given office bearers? Office bearers are to rule, to lead, to guide, literally to go before you in the way of guiding, directing, and servant leadership as office bearers out to serve you and to be on guard for you and alert about your souls and, and the dangers around us and, and to be out in shepherding care for, for all your well-being, spiritually and eternally. And they must do this work not as unto men, but as unto the Lord, as those who must give account to Him one day. What a solemn charge and here is given to office bearers in the Christian church. Don't you agree? It's a fact, congregation. A weight of responsibility is laid upon office bearers spiritually to guide and to teach and to lead and direct and to counsel the flock in God's ways, to warn against the many false doctrines, to warn against people going in wrong conduct, to point them ever to Jesus in repentance and faith in Him. And office bearers are called to do their utmost that all in the congregation, each and every one, be truly seeking the Lord in spirit and truth and be kept from wrong ways and be growing in good ways. That means coming alongside the people, hearing them, looking to help them. Being, a, being an office bearer and part of the consistory of a congregation is no light matter, but it's something that comes with serious, ongoing responsibilities. Yes, care for the spiritual well-being of the whole flock, children, young people, middle-aged, older ones. When you take this calling seriously, you know there's every reason constantly to be spent and to spend yourselves for the good of others in Jesus' name, as he himself would do and did do when he was here on earth. Oh, it's a demanding calling being in office in Christ church. And no one should ever think that, that being an office bearer is just a position for exalting ourselves somehow, some way, but rather, congregation, it's, it's a God-given position and calling to serve humbly, faithfully, lovingly, steadfastly in God's name, caring for all in true love and humble faithfulness without compromise and without ceasing. Caring that they might know Jesus in truth, and stay with Jesus for real and live for Jesus with all their heart. You know, when an office bearer is faithful to his calling, his God-given charge, you realize your work in office is actually never done. Yeah, when you come in consistory, some of you are the first time, you'll, you'll learn this pretty quick. There's always more to do and there's always more that could be done. A faithful office bearer gives himself in prayer and counsel and service and love and does his utmost to be an influence for good to all. And he seeks to be approachable, but he also is often behind doors in prayer for the congregation, for his list 
of people under his special care, asking for God's spirit and blessing on all the labors in God's name and on the worship services and on the Bible studies and on all the people from the youngest to the oldest. You know, as office bearers, our calling is not ever to get our own agendas fulfilled. God forbid any office bearer is out for that. Our calling is to fulfill God's agenda for his church. And he has a care for all his church, for all the sheep of the flock, including the wayward and the straying. Faithful office bearers are led by God's word and spirit and seek to serve the congregation that more and more God's word be known and God's word be followed and that Christ be trusted and Christ be loved and that the Christian fellowship and witness of the gospel be beautiful and bountiful both within the church and outside the church to the world around us. What a responsibility office bearers have in the Christian church. We are reminded of it in our text, aren't we? It can make also those who are in office, and the brothers about to be installed, the four of you this evening, can make you tremble, taking on this charge given to you. It's only looking to the Lord and trusting His gracious help and enablement for the work in office that anyone can take this task upon them. We thank the Lord that you brothers, I'm quite sure, are each thinking and expressing, yes, your willingness to serve, but with the humble trust and prayer, Lord, Lord, give us what we need. For who are we? There's no sufficiency in us. Without Christ and His Spirit and Word leading you too, we can do nothing profitable and good, not in the church or for the church. Therefore, the prayer of all faithful office bearers, if we see it rightly, I believe also of you four, is, Lord, please, for Jesus' sake, shepherd us, that we may know how to shepherd the flock. Here I want to share with you what one preacher once had as his sermon theme when he was installed as minister in his new congregation. The text he preached on was 2 Corinthians 4, verse 7, where Paul says in connection with the gospel ministry, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power thereof may be of God and not of us. And this particular preacher, with a sermon on this text, he simply had three points. And those points were, oh boy. Meaning, oh boy, or oh wow, what treasure we have. Thinking of the precious gospel ministry that we are to convey to others. But then his next point was, oh no, oh no, seeing, seeing we have this treasure in earthen vessels, which means really just in cracked clay pots. Such treasure in earthen vessels like us in, in such sinful, weak people we ourselves, oh no! But it all should lead to the prayer and the mindset constantly, which was his third point. Oh Lord! Yes, in, in dependency and worship of Him in all our labors and in His service. Oh boy! Oh no! Oh Lord! Come to our help! And blessed be your great and glorious name. 
You know, the psalmist says, except the Lord build the house, we labor in vain. How good to know that and never to forget it. Well, when we think of this dear congregation belonging to Christ, that God is giving you office bearers, new office bearers, men whom we trust are spirit-filled and humble, faithful brothers in the faith, is there not reason to be thankful that he's giving you these men? We need so much to see God's goodness and loving kindness in this blessing, that God is pleased to give his church still office bearers to serve in his name, and that he gives office bearers the charge to care for the flock, also as those who must give account one day before him. That's a weight on office bearers too, especially when things go wrong or when members are not listening to their counsel. Office bearers have to keep reminding. We have to give an account to God one day of how we serve. We're not just serving men. We're serving God. What a responsibility. The Lord loves his church and he sends office bearers in this care, in this responsibility. And it proves that his church is the apple of his eye and he wants nothing but the best for his people. Thank you, Lord, for this installation service then now of two new elders shortly and two new deacons here in this afternoon service of Bethel Free Reformed Church in Monarch for congregation do we see it now? God is so good in giving you office bearers for consistory and congregation. Later, I'm going to give you a word from our text chapter which gives great encouragement to you office bearers in this awesome responsibility. But I'll give that to you after with the reading of the form. Let's move now actually to our next point, our third point about office bearers, and that is not only the sacred position of office bearers in the church and the shepherding work of office bearers, but surely the text also brings out the spiritual response to office bearers, the spiritual response to office bearers that God calls for from us as congregation. And it's surely good instruction here for us. Listen again to the main verbs in the text meant for the whole congregation. Obey those who rule over you and submit yourselves to the office bearers and let the office bearers do their work with joy and not with grief or with sighing and groaning. Congregation, here are we not taught to be thankfully cooperative with the elected office bearers and to yield ourselves to their godly counsel and their godly example and their guidance in humility and love and respect for them as they so ministered to you in that way by God's grace and spirit. In 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 12, Paul writes similarly, And we beseech you, brethren, to know them who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake and be at peace among yourselves. Do you hear now how God instructs the members of his church, highly to respect and regard those in special office. And so to live in the church that we make their work so much a joy for them and that not only they be such a blessing to us, but that we in turn be a blessing to them. Ask yourself now here, as younger or older persons, as single or married persons, as parent or 
child, as confessing member or baptized member, do I, do you regard the work of office bearers in the church and do you, do, do you function in a way before them that gives them joy or grief? God says here, relate with the office bearers in a way that you bless them and that they seek to be of real blessing to you. And here I thought, let me mention some ways that you and I can be of real joy for office bearers who seek faithfully to serve Christ's church also here in Monarch. Can you think of ways to be of real blessing to office bearers? Would you agree with the following? For one, surely one way to be a joy to the office bearers is to respect their office and to go out of your way to relate that. In this regard, it is so important that you don't speak negatively of history members before others, especially also not before your children. If you have any concern with any history member or the history as a whole, then it is right to go to the people involved and in humble love to talk matters out. Very often, just through open communications, wrong impressions and misunderstandings can and may be removed. It is good when you and I show and promote respect to one another and especially also to those with the God-given calling in the special offices in His church. Another way to bring joy to the office bearers is to make efforts to get to know your office bearers. Yes, especially in a large church. That's the responsibility of office bearers as well to get to know the congregation and their flock. But, but... And they're called to come alongside of you, yes, but don't always wait for the office bearers to do that. But why not make every effort yourself to come close to them? You know, the work of elders and deacons is in addition to their regular daily responsibilities and daily work and their their own responsibilities and their own families and places of work. And sometimes the work in the special office can be quite demanding indeed. You've gone through some months here, especially with Pitcher Butte, where the consistory was very busy and the brothers had many meetings. And rather than be quick to complain, beloved, about not hearing from the office bearers, I would say be quick to communicate with them in love and care and you will find it profitable in every way, no doubt. Another point to realize in spiritually responding to the office bearers in a way that's good and God-honoring is to recognize, to recognize what the office bearers do and say in God's name is actually coming in the person of Christ himself to you. An elder's visit is to be viewed as the risen Savior coming to your place in his love and care towards you. And a deacon's ministry in case of need is the risen Lord visiting you to show his love and care. And the pastor or the elder leading service, proclaiming, reading God's word, is the risen Lord speaking as ambassador to you through the office bearers. Well, is that how you regard those in office and their labors in Jesus' name? When you do, That will show, congregation, that will show in you surely prizing their work and the visits of the office bearers 
and preparing to be open and honest with the office bearers and welcoming their labors among you and for you and having an attitude of glad submission towards them and prayer for them. We'll come back to that in a moment. Well, is this what you demonstrate? By God's grace, this kind of respect, regard for the consistory office bearers. Another way that as congregation we can be helpful to them and make it a joy for office bearers in their work is to pray for them. You know, the very next verse, verse in Hebrews 13 is also emphasizing this point and often how, how often Paul asks for this for himself, prayer as ministry of the gospel and how office bearers need this, that, that the congregation pray for them even as they are called to pray for you. Oh, let us pray for our elders and deacons, and and especially in a time of vacancy also. And if you have a pastor, pray. Pray for him. I'm sure that does happen here. But it can happen more too, can't it? Let's always remember, as office bearers and as congregation, we need the blessing of the Lord to be truly blessed. Always we are ultimately dependent on God triune and His grace and His Holy Spirit shall we flourish and blossom as congregation of our Lord Jesus Christ. No matter how gifted office bearers you might have. Let us pray much as office bearers for the flock and as congregation for the office bearers. It's a fact too. You grow so to love people and show understanding and care for them when you pray for one another. How encouraging for the brothers about to be installed this evening to know that they have a praying congregation behind them as they are about to take up their work with the rest of the consistory. Most of all, we have to say, don't we, and it will be clear to you as well, I'm sure, no doubt, that the way to be a real blessing to office bearers who seek to be faithful is to hear the Christian counsel and follow the Christian leading of the office bearers in truly seeking and steadfastly serving God as revealed in Christ and pointing you to Him and being obedient to His Word. Nothing gives joy to office bearers as like when people repent of sin and trust and serve God. Christ as only Savior and Lord. And when members of the church love God's church and are faithful in care and commitment to one another and in the worship services and in service of the Lord, that brings so much joy in the special offices. While all resistance and indifference in this way, all disobedience to God and turning from his ways, you know, that brings so much grief and groaning in the special office also before the Lord. It's a matter of sadness and distress when confessing members are not in the way of God's truth and love and prove wayward and uncooperative and following the world more rather than the word. That can happen here too. And it's likewise a matter of great sadness and grief when covenant 
youth and baptized young children and raised in a Christian context at home and church and school, yet seem so indifferent to the things of God and show mind and heart interest more in the world and not in God and the blessed gospel of Jesus Christ. Oh, that brings weariness to the office bearers. You know, in the context of the book of Hebrews, there were those in the middle of persecution. That, that whole church was in the middle of persecution. And, and the temptation from the world was strong. And from Judaizers was strong who were tending to say, look, turn away from this Christ and, and follow the old religion. Go back to the tabernacle. Or just give it all up. Go back in the world. And the author of Hebrews, the inspired author of Hebrews, as office bearer in the church in his day, he was urging the people, no, don't turn your back on Jesus. For he is the way, the truth, and the life. All the Old Testament points to him, and with him we have the better age. He is the true Messiah, the true Savior. Let me show you all his beauties and the surpassing perfection and fullness of Christ as only Savior and Lord. And be ever looking to him and staying with him and don't turn aside from him. Verse 7 to 9 of this last chapter thus also reads, Remember them who have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation or the outcome of their conduct, and that being what? Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And then it goes on, Be not carried about with divers or various and strange doctrines, for it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace. This is what office bearers seek to promote in all their ministry. It's a good thing that the heart be established with grace. But when people don't care about that, that leads to distress and sighing and groaning. When members of the church show resistance and rebellion in God's ways or pursue also wrong and wicked doctrines, worldly doctrines and practices, that brings so much burden in the work as office bearers. Well, on the other hand, when people reflect a life of grace and humble godliness and, and glad and growing submission to Christ and all His Word, that gives reason for so much joy and enthusiasm in God's service. Also for the office bearers. I can't help but think here of the Apostle John and his words in verse 4 of, of 3 John. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Well, are you walking in truth? Will you walk in truth? Also under the ministry of these office bearers? Are there other ways, do you think, that, can, that we can think of that make the work of faithful Christian office bearers in the church so joyful rather than burdensome? I think in connection with the deacon's work, when the offerings are good for the church budget, and people give liberally for all the ministry causes that the church supports in Christ's service, what a blessing that is as well. It's a joy to the deacons when they see faithful and even sacrificial giving and tithing in Jesus' name. Do you personally give this to them as well, this joy here in this church? Well, there are surely other ways not mentioned, but why not discuss them more later today and even talk about it with your office bearers? I think one other way we can say yet is be appreciative of your office bearers. You know, as a young man, when I was struggling with so much, I was so appreciative of a pastor whom I could unload to. 
And he ministered to me, pointing me to Jesus as my help, my refuge. And then later, I spoke with an elder, and an elder spoke with me. He, he made a point of coming to, alongside of me. And I so appreciated it at that time. Still today, I'm so thankful for it. Let's show appreciation when they come alongside of us in our needs. And when they don't, then come alongside of them and say, I need help. And they will minister to you to the best of their ability, I'm sure. What we need to see, dear congregation, from our text altogether, how clearly God would have his church function healthily with there being a good and harmonious, a building relationship between office bearers and congregation and congregation and office bearers, all for the glory of Christ and to draw us close to him. The office bearers are accountable to God for their work. Yes. But also as congregation, you are accountable to God for how you respond to the office bearers. And if you reject godly counsel, be aware, one day you have to give an account. Let me say here too how good it is when we as brothers of the consistory hold each other accountable. Yes, to be faithful and diligent, loving servants to the flock in Jesus' name, caring pastoral, shepherding office bearers in the church. What a blessing too when as consistory members, elders, deacons, pastors, you may work as a team, being a strength and help also to each other in the work. I've found so often in the ministry, in the consistory, in the, counts, in the, in the multitude of counselors is safety. And what a blessing when we help each other in our calling to be faithful and wise and humble and, and diligent and, and, and ongoing in our servant role in Jesus' name. When a consistory works together well, congregation, that is such a blessing for the whole congregation. This too is not something ever to take for granted, but to ask God to give and so to bless the consistory and congregation continually in His mercy and grace. Spiritual unity and harmony Focused on God and good is a delicate, very delicate, precious gift of the Spirit that can so quickly be spoiled and lost if we are not on guard at all times. Beware of the little foxes that can spoil the vine. And don't you be one of those foxes. Pray God. Well, thinking of this all, do you see with me what reasons to view also this installation service now as such a highlight in our life, also as Christian congregation here? And should we not be thankful, yes, so thankful for this relevant, instructive word based on Hebrews 13, 17 in regards to office bearers in Christ's church? Are you thankful for God's tender love shown to us also in this way? And then there's one more point I would mention yet that should make us so thankful in regards to faithful office bearers in the church. Not only their sacred position and shepherding role and our spiritual response to them as God calls for that, but notice yet to God's splendid intention. God's splendid intention, or you could say his special reason with office bearers in the church. What is it? It is that we might be profited in his ways, profited in the way of grace and truth, profited in the way of the gospel, in the way of nearness to Christ, and more and more conformity to him, in the way of being 
more taught of him and equipped by him in service to him in our various places and callings in life. In other words, office bearers are given to us that you and I might be guided truly and guarded really and enriched tremendously in God's ways. God triune is out, congregation, for the earthly and eternal good of his people. And he aims for us not only being so blessed ourselves in his grace and love, but being instrument of his in his hand in the same way to many others. Well, healthy, spirit-filled churches are places God works in and through ways so surprising and wonderful. The last phrase of our text teaches us God Triune doesn't want our church, this church, to be unprofitable to us and the ministry of the office bearers. No, for anyone here. But he desires it be most profitable for you in every way here and now and eternally and endlessly so. Thanks be to God then for office bearers in the church who become such a blessing to us and who help lead us in the eternally profitable way of grace and truth, and not just for ourselves, but for our children and children's children and for those around us as well. We have an installation service this afternoon, Easter Sunday, April 17, 2022. The world doesn't notice, but really, congregation, to be here and part of this Christian congregation with God-given office bearers is so very special. It's Jesus visiting with you this evening as ascended, resurrected Savior. We may view it that way. And he's ministering to us. Truly, there's, no, there's hardly anything that can compare to it in all this world. Do you have this Christian perspective as well? Do you too then view this service, yes, as another gospel highlight in your life, in the way everlasting for you and for me? Well, let's show our gratitude for this special service living in the light of our text and in praise to God in His amazing grace. Will you thus hear this word of the Lord, this service each and all? Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls as they that must give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. Oh, boy. Lord, what gospel treasure you give us and have us minister. But oh no, we have that in earthen vessels. So oh Lord, please help us and bless us and make us a blessing, keeping us ever in the way of your word and led by your spirit with Christ Jesus as the good shepherd himself leading us every step of the way and keep us close to him. So bless us as Christian congregation here, we pray. And thanks for this service of installation now with more office bearers to lead the congregation in Jesus' name. Bless all the consistory, we pray, and make them a blessing for each other and for the whole congregation and indeed with gospel witness even to the whole wide world. This we pray in Jesus' name, the risen Redeemer. Amen. Psalter 350 is a song of response.